This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 12, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The president wants Congress to give him the authority to go back into Iraq to fight the Islamic State or anywhere else this group operates and fight anyone else who pledges allegiance to them wherever they are. Gene Healy, vice president of the Cato Institute, says even that broad authority isn't enough for some members of Congress. Yesterday, uh, the president sent over a draft uh, authorization for the use of military force for the fight against the Islamic State that's been going on for six months. Uh, In August, uh, it's actually six months ago, last Saturday, President Obama unilaterally launched our latest war in the Middle East. And it's been quite a process. In October, they finally got around to thinking up a name for what we were doing. Uh, That's Operation Inherent Resolve. In November, the president promised to go to Congress for authorization. And it wasn't until yesterday that we got to see what the basic shape of that authorization looks like. He sent over a three-page draft AUMF to Congress, along with the message insisting that in existing statutes already provide him with all the authority he needs to wage war anyway. So it, it's not clear what the point is. So in, in Libya, the, the president blasted through even the generous requirements of the War Powers Act with respect to uh, notifying and seeking permission from Congress. Sure. Uh, they insisted that uh, seven months of regime change bombing in Libya wasn't a war. And when they ran up against the 60-day deadline imposed by the War Powers Resolution, they insisted that hurling Tomahawk missiles at somebody from offshore uh, didn't rise to the level of hostilities within the uh, meaning of the War Powers Resolution. Because there were not people involved, right? Because there were not boots on the ground? The notion is that if you are hitting someone and they can't hit you back, you're not engaged in hostilities in a legal sense. So it's a, a pretty ambitious uh, interpretation of, uh, of statutory language. And I think that points up some of the dangers with what the president proposed yesterday. So uh, here is section two from his proposed authorization. The president is authorized subject to the limitations of subsection C to use armed forces of the United States as the president determines to be necessary and appropriate against ISIL or associated persons or forces uh, as described in another section. And associated persons and forces uh, are defined as... Uh, any group fighting for, on behalf of, alongside ISIL, or any closely related successor entity in hostilities against the United States or its coalition partners. Uh, So that is, there is no limitation on where those people might be. Well, we've seen uh, with the uh, 2001 AUMF, the uh, authorization uh, for the use of military force that Congress passed three days after September 11th, we've seen an endless target list proliferation to so-called associated forces. Associated forces doesn't appear anywhere in the 2001 AUMF, which means that yesterday's ask is quite possibly much broader. Uh, The associated forces provision you just read really opens the door to the kind of uh, proliferation and expansion uh, to associates of associates that we've seen under the 2001 AUMF with 
far less language uh, enabling that. So I think this is broad enough to drive a truck through. Let me address a couple other uh, elements of that. As you said, no geographic limitations how, and uh, a broad associated forces provision. Now, how broad that might be was suggested uh, by an exchange between Senator Udall and Secretary of State John Kerry in a Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing back in December. Udall asked Kerry uh, about a proposed AUMF, and he said, how should the authorization of force treat groups who have pledged their allegiance to the Islamic, Islamic State, including, as of December 2014, groups in Algeria, Libya, Egypt, Yemen, and Saudi Arabia? Uh, Kerry's response, they should be associated forces. They fit under that category. So the danger of mission creep here is right out front. Uh, they're not hiding the ball here. And the AUMF that the president sent Congress yesterday really opens the door for that. So what of the limitation that this authorization terminates three years from its authorization? There are a couple of limitations uh, written into the, the president's draft ISIS AUMF. Uh, one of them is that it purports to prohibit, quote unquote, enduring offensive ground combat operations. Now, if you know what enduring means, I, you know, I don't know. It, it certainly doesn't seem like a binding uh, adjective. I mean, I, presumably enduring means uh, shorter than Operation Enduring Freedom, the uh, moniker for the war in Afghanistan that went on for 13 years. It's not much of a limit. There is a specific three-year limit uh, that the, uh, the authority he's asking for is supposed to sunset three years after the resolution's passage. However, the, uh, the resolution does not in turn sunset or clarify the application of the earlier resolution, the 2001 AUMF, which means that all of these limitations, including the three-year time limit, can be evaded by any president that simply wants to cite the earlier resolution. In other words, uh, you know, get around the, the purported limit on combat troops. You can say, well, I'm doing this under the 2001 AUMF, not the uh, 2015 AUMF. So by sleight of hand, but through this gambit, uh, even the very weak limitations that are in President Obama's draft can be easily evaded by any president bent on doing it. So in other words, this is not a limit. Unless you clarify, and uh, Senator Paul had a uh, use of force uh, slash declaration of war bill that clarified that the 2001 AUMF does not apply to the ISIS fight. Unless the resolution includes something like that, then it's really not worth the paper it's written on, because any restrictions that it purports to include, include can be, the president can do an end run around them. People like John McCain have been arguing that, for example, Bashar Assad kills uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and if this AUMF doesn't speak to that, what are we even doing here, people? Yeah, the amazing thing is that as broad as this resolution is, there 
is talk on the Hill from the hawkish wing of the Republican Party that it's just not broad enough. So McCain uh, is complaining that it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't target Assad, uh, who's also fighting ISIS. Uh, so his complaint seems to be that we're not uh, all in on both sides of a regional civil war, and a proper AUMF would put us on both sides uh, and fully commit us to that. Uh, what sense that makes strategically or legally, uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Gene Healy is a vice president of the Cato Institute and author of The Cult of the Presidency. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.